Welcome to the Matthew on Fire. You're listening to the Matthew on Fire podcast with Crispy. Make sure you follow us at Matthew on Fire Pod on Instagram and at Matthew Podcast on Twitter. I got this new juice IPA. What am I drinking? I'm drinking eight days a week. I'm drinking eight days a week blonde ale. By the Beatles. Infinitely no, Southern Trooper. Infinitely drinkable. I want to get like a a 24-pack of those for like a tailgate and just be amazing. Because you could drink that in the peat. You know what I mean? Totally. Can we get sued for saying the name of a goal that's advertised on TV? Probably. We shouldn't read any ads out loud. I didn't even read an ad li- out loud. It just popped into my head. Do you have to like say them positively to probably not get in a hot water? Because like, don't they use discretion? Like, if you just casually mention, like, "Hey, I drive a Subaru," like, would Subaru really sue you over that? Mm. If they wanted to, uh, I don't know the rules. That's crazy. We should look up the rules of that for one episode. Uh, when I watched, uh, I was doing some. I wasn't doing any research. I was just gonna lie and say I was doing research. You were on uh, Wikipedia. I was watching. No, no, I was watching <laughs> some uh, Matt Pat videos, um, with like game theory and film theory, and he did one where that uh, the movie studios that did um, the Emoji Movie should have been sued because their movie is essentially a. 90 minute advertisement for uh what's that game that everybody plays candy crush that's essentially what the emoji movie oh i never saw the emoji movie i guess that's an issue well yeah you're supposed to for example diet coke basically you have to let your youtube viewers know that your video is brought to you by and sponsored by diet coke or coke or whatever a lot of youtubers i watch definitely do that now you have to because you will get a flag on your video if you don't Uh, this video has been brought to you by uh you will always see it whether whether it's in the beginning or the end of a youtube video um but you'll always see some type of sponsorship oh we didn't even uh, mention we are in a brand new location this week or this 10th day. Um, <laughs> we are in the Matthew on Fire headquarters. My headquarters, yeah. This is the Matthew on Fire headquarters. And you can only tell because a plethora of Liverpool and Yankee, uh, um, you know, what do you call this? Accoutrement? <laughs> oh, uh, jerseys. Yeah, this is the Matthew on Fire head- headquarters. And it's got my Puerto Rico jersey. Oh, nice. Uh, so it is Soccer. under construction here because Ish. I will say the last time I was here, maybe not the last, last time, but I want to, maybe about a year ago, there was no wall. I mean, that was not there. It's no- a basement in the suburbs, and there's a dog under my feet that I didn't see. That sounds basementy. Yeah, um, yeah finished no- basement. It's getting there. I live in my. It's becoming finished because it's not quite finished. I live in a basement. You live in a transitioning basement. Basement. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, this is a perfect amount of space. This is probably the same amount of space I had in apartment number one, right there on First Street. Remember that one? What yeah. Think, what do you think? This is a. Uh, I mean, obviously they're not the same shapes, but I feel like we had the same amount of room. 
a little bit. Bathroom's probably the same size. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that apartment. That was a good apartment. Had when did you move there? Very high ceilings. Uh, I moved there supposed to be on January 1st, 2013. Uh, didn't end up happening until January 2nd. Uh, don't want to get into it. It makes me upset every time I get into the tale of why I had to move in a day later. Um, and I was never reimbursed for it. But yeah, they gave me the wrong key to move in. And as you know, on January 1st, nothing is open. So you can only imagine. You were technically homeless for a day. Oh, yeah, you homeless in my U-Haul. I mean, where'd you go that day? I had to make sure I had parked on a good street <laughs> so that my life, uh, my <laughs> life possessions were not... <laughs> Toad. <laughs> Toad and or taken. Um, uh, yeah, that was a good apartment, though, um, if I had less stuff. Um, and maybe I should have just gotten a storage facility. Then. Then, and it probably would have been a fantastic apartment. But, yeah, uh, it was just a little, little tight in the space there. But overall... That apartment was cool. I missed that apartment. It was cool. It was right in the in the. Middle. We hung out a lot there when I was in college. Yeah, uh, we probably should have started the podcast back then. Yeah, well, we could have technically. Yeah, we could have, but we're better off doing it now and here. Yeah, I have less stuff to do. <laughs> so do in I. My... <laughs> you have, you don't have school. I... I don't have school anymore. I just have work, and work is work. You just go home and do nothing until you go back the next day. Isn't that the lovely thing about life? That's what it's supposed to be. I don't want to think about work all the time. Fuck yeah. that. It's sound like I a... get, I'm passionate about my career. Okay, well, I'm passionate about not working, even though I'm. You're pa go do it. <laughs> Are you passionate to become a couch potato? No, I like traveling and going to various ticketed events. Let's see. I'm not passionate about like traveling. I don't really want to do much of that. Um, I mean, you've seen like how many baseball parks? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess you know we could we could. Well, that's light traveling. That's that's like minor. That's not. Um, you only need your license, no passport, uh, and a backpack with a hat. Um, I think I wore the same like two, I, I rotated like two or three shirts. Um, when it got to the summer, I just wore shorts, uh, and flip flops everywhere. Oh, it was perfect. So crazy. Cause when in August of 2016, when we were doing the second leg of our baseball trip, we were doing Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and then Cincinnati to wrap it up. When we packed up the car to go. I had to like stop for like a half hour and just like look around and like make sure I wasn't forgetting anything because I legitimately walked out of the house with like a pair of running shorts, a uh, tank top, flip flops, I had a backpack. In the backpack was my small camera, one lens, uh, a hat, and then my, you know, of course, keys, phone, wallet, gum, chapstick. Uh, and chapstick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I was just like, am I forgetting something? Like, why does this just feel wrong? I like traveling light, but oh, I did. Now that I know the carry-on rules for real and I could bring this bag with me everywhere, I bring this bag everywhere I go, even in America, because I just have extra room. Yeah. 
I could like buy shit and bring it back as long as it's legal for the carry on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? She's licking my exposed big toe through my sock. Yo, Bambi's been licking the injury she that is I had super... from like 10 days ago. Like every morning, she just makes sure I'm okay. She is licking my big toe through my sock. <laughs> she's she going to put a it. hole in that sock and she's going to. That be... hole was already there and she found it. <laughs> she's exposing it more. Um, why do we travel? Where does that feeling come from? Curiosity. Is it a curiosity? I think it's curiosity because why would you care? I travel just because I like to see different cities in person. Yeah. Do stuff there. Well, I used to. I literally can't think of a better reason. I, my favorite thing about traveling when I did travel was uh, taking photographs. Uh, you know, photographer, videographer uh, by trade. Um, and I would always look for moments or fun, cool things that I haven't seen before. And yeah, I I just got to a point where maybe I just didn't want to take any more photos. I didn't want to have to go on any more planes. Um, maybe it's because I'm scared of planes. Flying sucks sometimes, even though it's so safe. I think we mentioned this before. We did. We you talked about like, it. <sighs> I I don't think uh, it's natural, but apparently, you know, it is. It's the not. Safe, it's the safest way to at least, drive. Fly, at least ve- vehicles on the road with wheels is like yeah, wheels. They keep contact with the it earth. It makes sense. They're rubber and they have air in them, so that you know, I I get a vehicle. I don't get a plane. Uh, I sat next to a pilot uh, one of my last times on a plane, and um, he noticed that I was, uh, you know. Like anxiety. Yeah, you you know, I wasn't freaking out or anything, but he noticed that I had some anxiety, and he says, hey, I'm, you know, I'm a pilot. I'm heading home for the weekend. Um, You know, feel free to ask me any questions, Um, you know. If, if uh, you know, you, you, you look a little nervous, you know, if you have any questions about the plane, about the travel. And I said to him, I was like, yeah, honestly, I hate planes and I hate traveling. Um, I'm very frightened of it. Going into an airport for me is like going into a hospital. Like, it's just like a feeling I don't want. Um, it's like, oh, God, what if this is the last time I'm on the ground? Always. But, yeah, traveling, <laughs> traveling from here to there and everywhere is the precursor to traveling interstellarly. Uh, Traveling between the stars or traveling essentially outside of our atmosphere. Oh, shit. I don't know. The person who has the travel bug that are always in some different country that are always... Uh, and you know, a lot of it is f- for social media, but we're going to exclude those people right now from this reasoning. And we're going to make believe that social media doesn't exist. And people don't just want to make other people jealous. My job is traveling for social media. Those people, <laughs> are they proponents of space travel as well? I mean, if, if you're visiting 12 countries a year, do you just want to see more? Is their next idea? I've seen Japan. I've seen China. I've seen Africa. Uh, I've gone to Europe 12 times. Want to go to the uh, moon? Gone to Hawaii. Should we go to the moon? Should we Should go to Mars? You know, uh, Proxima Centauri? <laughs> and Alpha Centauri? 
It's like four or something light years, right? Uh, from Proxima Centauri, I think I did the math. It was like four point two five light years, which is more or less you, more or less at one hundred kilometers per hour would take roughly eighty one thousand years to get there. Like, how does that make sense? How how do we know that it's that far away? I, you know, when we, the, the, when we um, see it, when we see it in the sky, because it's not visible all the time. Uh, when we see tools? it in the sky. No, I know they have tools. <laughs> but how do those tools work? How do they Fucking know voodoo. that Proxima Centaurus is 10 light years closer than Polaris or the rest of the, uh, you know, constellations that we see? Orion's Belt. Sure, you see the three stars next to each other. Those stars are light years away from each other. Those stars are, who knows? Who knows if they're even on the same geographical plane? I mean, there's stars you could see that have like burned out because of the speed of light. Well, we haven't seen that happen, but it well, that's what happened. I'm saying. It's, it's, they're already burned out, but we still see them as being lit because, because of light years. Be, be, uh, I mean, exactly. Because, because be, of the speed exactly. Of light. Be, exactly. Because, because of light years. Yes. The because speed of, light. of the speed of light. Because their tr their light is still hitting us, and they could have been gone for centuries, billions of years, and we're still just seeing that light today. Uh, fucking space is insane. Uh, that's what I just want to say. Photons, man. Photons. Uh, photons. Well. Um, I don't know how Galileo did it. How was space? I don't. Well, Galileo. I think they literally had just a very, drew. Galileo had a very primitive uh, telescope of his time, and he but was, it worked. And he was able to see four moons uh, on Jupiter, and that's why I think one or more are named after him. Um, in the 1600s, so that's the 17th century. Uh, 17th century telescopes are able to give you that much detail where you're able to see moons around a planet that, quite frankly... Jupiter is far. Jupiter's So, okay. I, I, I just have to... Every time you see planets drawn out on a piece of paper, they're always out of scale. They're always out of sorts. Um, I... You, it seems like they're closer just, than they are. They always seem like they're closer than they are. You just cannot fathom the enormity. The enormity. Is that a word? I just made it up. Swag. Here on the Matthew on Fire podcast. Uh, of how large Jupiter is. Now, not only just, you know, what we see on the outside, because that's obviously just the atmosphere, what we see. And when... Uh, wind clouds and whatnot but when you dig down deeper um when you go down past the clouds and past the atmosphere and past the storms um is there a core who knows is it just plasma uh is it a metal core is it just gas will you slingshot back up and forth the planet if you were able to survive the treacherous both cold and hot air and that's another thing i don't get either jupiter's core what is it jupiter ah oh, see jupiter probably does not have a solid core probably jupiter's core contains some rock and hydrogen metals 
Hydrogen metal swag. Oh, there's metal all over the 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 the, the landscape of the universe. Um, because yeah. right right next to Jupiter and next to Mars, in between them is the quote unquote asteroid belt, which is made up mostly of metals. Um, you know, what are they there for? Are they there so that we can mine? I think they're leftovers of. Oh yeah, it's left. It's leftover from a destroyed planet, probably. Or yeah, just the creation of the solar system. Uh, but there's a cool concept called Dyson spheres. Um, I think we might have touched on this last episode. Or Dyson maybe, spheres. Yeah, I wanted to get on it. Yeah, it's not your vacuum cleaner. It's not your mom's cool vacuum cleaner, ladies and gentlemen. Dyson spheres or Dyson um, swarms, if you will. Dyson not vacuums. Swarms. They uh, can capture the energy of a star and allow you to do with it, do with it as you wish. Um, and there is like once we harness that, we just become like universe defeating. Well, super then beings. we can become a type two. Then we can become a type two civilization on the Kardashev scale. Look up Kardashev scale. And real quick for our listeners. And Does get, that mean like we can manipulate the universe and we'll never die as a race or species? Matthew, you are getting on to the right foot here. Uh, how do I spell that? Kardashev. K-A-R-D. K-A-R-D. A chef. I got Kardashian. Mm. K-A-R-D. A chef. A chef scale. So right now, we're not even a type one on the Kardashev scale. Oh, uh, it's a Wikipedia article. Give our listeners the synopsis. <clears throat> In your sexiest voice. Definition. In 1964. No, 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 no. <laughs> Nikolai Semenovich Kardashev defined three levels of civilizations based on the order of magnitude of power available to them. Type one. Type one. Not there yet. But... Technological civ... We're off to a great start. Technological level... Of a civilization that could harness all the energy that falls on a planet from its parent star. Wow, we're not even type one. Meaning? I'm in the first sentence and we're not type one. <laughs> we have Fucking humans are dumb. Cancel this shit. Uh, so, Stupid uh, experiment. Famous uh, scientist that you mentioned last episode, Carl Sagan. Um, Sagan. Or I don't know if it was Sagan. Maybe I'm speaking out of turn here. Um, a little blue dot. There was a ve uh, very popular... Um, Pale blue dot. All right. There was a very popular scientist who did some calculations on what Kardashev meant uh, in his scale and what power equals. Like, he gave a numer numerical value to what power is, and he wrote a formula. And you can literally figure out where someone is on the Kardashev scale I'm gonna type by this formula. Uh, look, gonna... up the, look up the Kardashev formula. What's type three? Wait, wait, wait. So I'll explain it to you really quick. I'll, I want to explain it to my uh, to the listeners. This is a so crazy ass out. article. So type one is encompassing the power, essentially, and this is, you know, not verbatim, uh, is it essentially encompassing the power of your entire planet? Meaning, if we have not even achieved <laughs> level one on that scale, how long is it going to take for us to do that? We have not yet harnessed. All right, let me put it for you this way. Let me continue with the definition. Yeah. Technological level of civilization that can harness all the energy that falls on a planet from its parent star for the Earth-Sun system. This value is close to 1.74 times 10 to the 17th. Yep. Which is more than five orders of magnitude higher than the amount presently attained on Earth. 
Wow, we're fucking stupid. So yeah, we, we um, have to send a robotic. Bro, this is a robotic mission only. Humans would not be able to do this. We have to send robotics. So we're gonna die on Earth essentially. Wait, we have to send robotics to Mercury to mine Mercury of its of everything. We are probably gonna destroy Mercury, possibly Venus, possibly some of Mars, and a lot of the metals consisted in the asteroid belt. And what we're going to do is we're going to build swarm robotics that can uh, uh, basically collect the light from the sun and send it back to us. Uh, but essentially, you can't just build a giant structure around our sun because that's far too... I can't even get into the realms of how devastating that would be if something were catastrophic to happen uh maybe if the sun moved a little bit and then that whole structure just caved in and burned within and our society is just done so that's probably not why it's going to be one structure but it's going to be a swarm a swarm of robotics um basically uh very high powered satellites that collect sun and send it back <laughs> and depending on how they fly around the sun we can just continuously make them. And we're going to start with one. It's probably going to take about 20 to 25 years just to build one. After we build one, the process becomes exponential and we can build two, then four, then eight, and so on and so forth until we can cover the entire, uh, you know, diameter, I guess, of the sun or radius, if you will. No, radius is the half one. Diameter. No, circumference. So we can cover the entire circumference of the sun. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's a Dyson sphere or a Dyson So the circumference storm. of the surface. Not on the surface. It's, okay. it's going to satellite around the sun. Closer to Mercury than Mercury is orbiting. Are we even capable of building something that wouldn't get destroyed by the sun? I just said it's all going to be with robotics. No human would be able to complete that mission. But could we even build a robot right now? That could survive it. It's funny that you asked, Matthew. It's funny that you asked that. Because I did a little bit more research. <laughs> wow. The things that we're, uh, we, I say we, <laughs> thinking I'm part of the NASA team. Okay, we're part of the human race. Take credit. Uh, the things that NASA have planned for the next 10 to 15 years, uh, some of it already fully developed and just waiting for probably... <laughs> probably money <laughs> but um yeah they're they're sending a uh so you know how we sent out the hubble telescope to take photos we send out voyager yeah, one and voyager well. two um but we're sending a probe to the sun uh look up the name i forgot what it's called man i did so much research in the past week that i everything is running into each other now it's gonna get closer to the sun than oh. any other you know the name of the Space vehicle? Man, they're all running into each other. They all, they're all named after like other the scientists. New NASA and the satellite will be on a mission to touch the sun. Uh, Parker Solar Probe. But this is just for our listeners. Just maybe follow what NASA has going on in the next couple of years. Uh, if you haven't enlightened yourself to space travel or any kind of astronomy whatsoever, um, I think maybe now's the time. If you hate our planet... You know, you can love the solar system and what's beyond our solar neighbors. Let's zoom back in onto Earth. We're zooming right back. 
zooming back to our, you know, our home part of the country, good old United States, um, we did something together last week. Oh, yeah, we went to the game. We went to a game. Yankee Stadium, I saw Liverpool draw with Sporting Portugal. The preseason's not going well. Yeah, well, well, they lost two in Taiwan. I don't even... Did they play? I don't even know. Uh, they lost two in the United States. They drew one. And they lost again to Napoli. I don't even know where that game was played. I think it was Scotland. I don't even look. Is this the first event that we've gone to together since starting the podcast? Yeah, because WrestleMania was before. And hockey season ended too, right? Yeah, hockey season's been over. But the Devils got Nikita Gusev. So this, this game is um, probably the first time me and Matt hit the road and uh, checked out an event while recording a show. Um, and boy, the f- boy, within 30 minutes of being there, we could not wait to get on these microphones fast enough. Fucking, the game starts at 8 p.m. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. Me and Matt, Matt specifically is in love with one of the teams that's playing. I enjoy sports. Uh, like we talked about it on the last show, especially sports that are being played in a stadium that is not meant for that sport. Uh, very cool. We're going to see a soccer game at Yankee Stadium. A um, little backstory on Yankee Stadium. Uh, Yankees, the team that is home there, one of the greatest baseball teams of all time for over a century. They have 27 championships. Yes. Um, you know, they probably get... 50 to 55,000 fans in their home venue every home game. Possibly. Nah, they used to. It's more like 40-something. Well, they though. did change the venue. so It's uh, the modern times, it's a, it's a smaller stadium anyway. They're still like top three. So, you know, your team's in first place a lot. Your team is winning a lot. There's a lot of fans that go to the game on a regular basis. Baseball is a very long season. So you feel, you feel... Like if you were employed by the stadium, that you'd kind of, you'd kind of get it. You'd you'd really know. You'd really, Where you'd, are you going really, with this? You'd, you'd what really does that what, mean? You'd really I mean, know events like the back of your hand. I think. You'd, no. You'd really know when there's going to be a hot crowd. I feel. Anyway, uh, apparently, no one has ever heard of soccer. No one that works for Yankee Stadium. And I'm 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 putting the whole stadium under fire here. Nobody that works at Yankee Stadium must have ever heard of soccer. Don't think they know it's a sport. Maybe they call it football. Maybe not. But football. It seems as if they call it football. They were called into work on a Wednesday evening to run an event, and they said, "Oh, well, the Yankees aren't playing home tonight." The Yankees are on the road. Why am I going into work again? So, so that mentality just stayed with them for the following several hours of that day. Uh, holy shit. If I could tell you that I, I like getting early to games. I, I like you know eating before, drinking before, hanging out. I love baseball. I love watching the first pitch. Uh, if I go to a football game, I like watching that opening kickoff. I like being there when things are starting. I, I'm not a late guy i don't show up in the second inning or in the second quarter i'm there i'm there from the from the beginning from from the the pre-show i'm there uh 
720, I want to say. 720, 25. I just texted Matt because we're, you know, getting to the stadium separate ways. Um, I said, Matt, I right across the street from gate six, which is the home plate gate, if you will, uh, which is the, the, the famous gate, even in the old gate four. stadiums. Oh, that was gate four? Gate four is home plate. Uh, well, gate six is gate first Gate six base. is first base. Regardless, uh, gate six is the first gate you see when you get off of the subway. So it was fine. It didn't seem out of the ordinary to me when they <laughs> shut down gate six and told people that they were not going to let any more fans wait in line at that gate for hazard reasons, I guess. Sure, that makes sense. They are going to have those people uh, walk, continue down the path to gate four. Sure, makes sense. A lot of people at gate six, you're closing it up. It's fine. What is it? What is forty minutes? What are we getting? Forty minutes before the game? Sure. I just waited at gate eight for a long time. It's fine. It's I fine. did less. So then, you know, I'm like, okay, Matt, uh, they're sending us to gate four. Probably gonna spend another five minutes getting to gate four, and then, uh, you know, I'll go in from there. <laughs> I wish that happened. Took twenty five minutes, thirty minutes. I was at gate two, because gate four was the same situation as gate six. They were not letting any more people online. When we got to the gate two line, uh, it's just a wide open street. There's not like, uh, there weren't any uh, guardrails. It was just wide open street with like three. Oh yeah, they just have bullards. Three Yankee Stadium employees just saying, this is the line for bags. This is the line for no bags. Uh, so there's people walking online, myself included, uh, approaching gate two for about 20 minutes 25 minutes and then there's just a bunch of line cutters just like oh there's no guardrails well let's just walk on in man i can't tell you how much i hate line cutters i'm not even gonna get into that right now because i'm so angry at the yankee stadium staff we'll get to line cutters eventually maybe in a september episode line cutters fuck them but in traffic but seriously lines but this yankee stadium staff on a Wednesday, during baseball season. So it's not like this was out of the ordinary. Maybe they just completed a homestand. Maybe they were going to come back home the following weekend. Uh, but if you work for Yankee Stadium, you know what that season is like. Yo, why? why? I just I, I can't do it anymore. I can't, can't get into how terrible that setup was. And, and how, uh, um, oh, hey, babe. How's it going? Uh, and, and how negligent they were at just knowing that soccer was important for some people, maybe, and that the entire stadium's worth of people were waiting outside. And I'm pretty sure when the game kicked off, you know, I don't know, maybe the announcers probably mentioned it to each other off air. They're like, why? Why is nobody here? Yeah, meanwhile, it took like 20 minutes into the first half until maybe you finally got to see that first bowl finally fully filled up. But wow, what an experience, Yankee Stadium. Horrible. And I'm sure you're not the only stadium to do it. I'm sure there's been plenty other stadiums oh that, trying that, to get that have not, Center that have not been prepared Hall. for the sport that they are showing. Verizon sure. Center in D.C. It they didn't expect a big crowd for Seton Hall versus Georgetown. Holy shit. But this is the Yankees. This isn't. Seton Hall 
This is the Yankees. This is Yankee Stadium. Stop it. You hate this. This is the Yankee Stadium staff. Supposed to be the best staff in the world. All the. Oh, I see what he's getting at. No. Fuck Yankee Stadium. There's still a lot of fucking smoking at City Field. So what's your beef? That's the kind of place it is. I don't even know how that's an insult. Yeah, wait, how is that yeah, an insult? Get out of here. We get to bring our pups to the stadium. City Field's just far. We have three days every season where you can bring your dog to the ballpark. How City Field that? is far. Come on. Come on. You're stupid, outfield walls. Well, listen, I was a fan of the first drawn-up plans of those outfield walls. The yeah, and then they couldn't hit home runs, the so they had to bring them in. The following four phases of bringing the walls in, I did not they agree They couldn't with. bring, they couldn't hit home runs, so they didn't. Hey, but you know what? The Mets are actually turning it around. Uh, they're only, like, within six games of the wild card. I know nobody talks about the wild card in July sure, or August. But, um, nine games up or something like that. Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty eventful. Uh, we sat in the... the uh, Behind the dugout in the third row of the sold seats because there was a tarp on the legend seats. What, what do you call it, the supporter section? That was pretty cool. Yeah. We got to stand the whole first half. We were singing songs. And then, and then we got yelled at in the second half. Like, we did? We just heard a, a lowly voice into the crowd. We were like, everybody should be standing up. <laughs> and we're all looking around like, oh, well, I'm tired. <laughs> I stood up. I stood up the whole damn game. Yeah. God, I'm so excited to go to hockey games again. Oh, that's coming up soon. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, it's I'm, only two months. I'll be honest. And a half away. I'm honestly excited away. about the uh, NFL season this year. I wasn't before, but now I am. Why? You don't have a dog. And... No, but I think I'm going to follow the Jets this season. I think uh, Jets. Yeah. It's a good friend of mine who's a Jets fan, and I feel like I want to also root for the Jets. Bye. Well, I'm not going to root for the fucking stupid Giants. Yeah, but the Jets are also like, bye. <laughs> hey, man. They used to play in uh, Queens, so. Shea Stadium a long time ago. Good old Shea. Did you know that they had to close up that semicircle uh, to an actual full circle when the Jets played? I can't imagine what that looked like. Like the lower deck somehow. Yeah. They sw- just the lower deck. But still, that... Yeah. Hello, you had 360-degree swivels at Shea Stadium? I, we sat in the red seats at Shea once, and it's just like watching the game from the moon. What an amazing stadium. Tommy Agee hit a home run up there, though. The old Yankee Stadium. That's too steep, though. If you got up the wrong way, you're going head No, it was fine. No, listen, old Yankee Stadium was amazing. It was just a dump. They had to build a new one. I think all the stadiums of that era had the same dump feel. When's the last time you drove to Yankee Stadium? Bronx is all the way up by every highway imaginable because there's nothing left. There's nothing left. Stupid. You say that like it's their fault. You blame New York City for being a fucking shithole in the 70s. Let's talk about New York City being a shithole. New York, oh, in all the decades. Uh, New York City is... Okay. New York City is a great place. I just think it sucks because <laughs> it's a was, it's a liberal cesspool. Right? No, shut the fuck up. It has nothing to do with it. You live in Hudson County, New Jersey, and you refuse to leave. 
I know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You just casually owned where you live. It's it's my it's I'm I'm proud to be from here. I told somebody the other day we were talking about. Uh, I live up here. You you're from Hudson. me and a friend. Uh, we were at a party with a friend of the show Rock and some other people over there, and um, we were talking about state pride. And this girl was from Ohio, and <laughs> I was I was verbally attacking some other states, and I was not gonna verbally attack Ohio, but then she did it for me. And I was just like, no, 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 no. You got to have state pride. You can't, you can't like bash your state. And she's like, yeah, but the I'm only right. people who are allowed to bash Jersey are Jersey people. Yeah. Just like that's Casual why, reminder. that's why I'm okay with making fun of Puerto Ricans. Cause I am one. I can make fun of Puerto Ricans. Yeah. Can't make, I make fun, fun of, of Italians too. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was just going to say. I shit. <laughs> I can't. I use the dirty <laughs> words too. My mom doesn't like it. Your dad, your dad, what is he? Sicilian? No. He's mainland. Southern. Uh, Napoli Don. Napoli. Napoli Don. Gabagool. Oh, Paisan. Yeah. One of those. <laughs> I don't ever say Gabagool. I say Capicola. Oh. Because I'm fucking. I, I speak, say mozzarella. Because I speak English. <laughs> the hell? I speak English very well. Do you have any prosciutto? I speak English Pro- better than the people who don't want people speaking Spanish. May I have a prosciutto sandwich? Prosciutto. Uh, Man, I always talk about food. I'm kind of like kinda my favorite. What do I know? What's that little one doing over there in your shoes? Hey, get There's over more here. license plates over there. Get in over my there. shoes. You explain. Wow, I actually hung up not eight license plates today. That was productive. I hung those all up today. The eight that are there. I love the baby blue jersey. It's my favorite. That was grandpa's. Yeah. That was on. Geo had the other one. It's probably gone. <laughs> so that's probably the only one. <laughs> Oh, wow. So you have a 64 World's Fair and a 40? Nice. Yeah, he just gave them to me. He's like, my family has no use for these. I'm like... When did, uh, when did New York have the one underneath that, the blue? Se- look, 73. There's a... When they still had stickers on their plates. So the Empire State Building is from when? I mean... 31. Uh, Statue of Liberty. 86 Ooh. to 01. And then 01 that was my to favorite. 10 was the white one. Which wasn't bad with the city and the, the Niagara Falls and the Adirondacks. But now they went back to some... Their license plates suck. Speaking of license plates... Jersey has nicer plates. I gotta get back on the road shortly. Gotta head down, head back down. Took a random trip up to the Matthew on Fire headquarters. Matthew on Fire headquarters is nestled immediately off a major highway. Like, in like, County, like, in New Jersey. like you get off the ramp... It takes. No, you literally drive down my street and make a right onto the highway. Oh, well, that's insane. Yeah, <laughs> going home is New Jersey. Our roads are. You, you. If if you were blind, you would run into the highway. My friends from Michigan get such a fucking kick out of it. When one of the times I drove, like some of my friends from Michigan, they're like, "This is the weirdest entrance to a highway I've ever seen." And then I was like, "Well, yeah, and Jersey highways aren't really highways." We just drive fast on certain roads where we feel like it's safe to do so. <laughs> so, Matt, you think that wraps us up for today? I think that's pretty good. All right. Tell the people where they can find us. At Matthew on Fire Pod on Instagram, at Matthew Podcast on Twitter. You can find me. And the growling dogs. You can actually, yeah. You can find me and the dogs at Crispy Does It All on 
Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat. Check out my website, kdiaproductions.com. Whoa. <laughs> that, this is their way of saying goodbye. <laughs> All right. We're going to get you into the closing, too. Don't worry. Go online. Find us. We're on there. Rate, <laughs> review, and subscribe. Thank you, everyone. Until next time.